My name is Al Getz, and this is Stats 101, a short-form podcast that takes a look at professional wrestling in the territorial era from a stat-based point of view. A couple of months ago on the Charting the Territories podcast, my co-host John Boucher talked about how Terry Funk once told a young rookie named Bob Backlund that he should give him a call if he ever wanted to wrestle in the Amarillo Territory. At the time, Backlund was wrestling for Leroy McGurk and was stuck in preliminary matches, with no chance of moving up and thus no chance of making more money. In early March of 1974, Backlund took Terry up on his offer and went to West Texas. Within a week, he won the Western States heavyweight title from Terry. Now to the untrained eye, this would appear to be the beginning of a monster push for the youngster in Amarillo. This month on Stats 101, we will look at it with trained eyes and see exactly how much of a push Backlund got. My original thesis when preparing for this podcast was to show that sometimes it's not the title that dictates the spot rating, but the title holder, i.e. some short-term champions might end up with a lower spot rating versus when someone like Terry Funk holds it. However, as is often the case, when I dug in deep to the numbers and to what was going on in the territory, I found something else that provides a little more context to the numbers. So we'll talk about all that and more this month on Stats 101. By and large, title matches are placed higher up on pro wrestling cards. This makes sense when you think about it. But here's a question. Is whoever holds the top singles title in a given territory at a given time treated as the top wrestler in that territory at that time? While the answer is often yes, it's not always yes. For many territories, much of the time, their top singles title is almost always defended in the main event. Of particular note, the two territories that label their championships as world titles, the WWWF and the AWA, almost always, if not always, would have defenses of those titles positioned as the main event on house shows where those matches took place. And of course, the touring NWA World Heavyweight Champion was similarly booked. The only exceptions I've seen to this were in Florida where the promotion would sometimes give top billing to a lights-out match involving wrestlers in the territory who were in the midst of a major feud. And since we're supposed to believe that those lights-out matches were non-sanctioned by the NWA, it's basically a loophole that Florida used to give a local feud top billing over an NWA World Heavyweight title defense. As most of our listeners are aware, I created the spot rating a few years ago as a way of measuring a wrestler's position on the cards. The higher the number, the more important this wrestler was, as he's competing in matches higher up on the cards. More recently, I've also begun to apply the spot rating to feuds, looking at the average position of a specific matchup for all the times it took place. That's a major component that I use in calculating the new FLW statistic, feud length in weeks, that I unveiled earlier this year. The next step, as far as spot ratings go, is to calculate spot ratings for title matches. 
If a territory has a main singles title and a secondary title, such as a TV title or a statewide title, can we prove their relative positions by using the spot rating? Or can we compare where the singles title defenses are placed on a card as compared to tag team title defenses in the same territory? Additionally, can we split these spot ratings out for different title reigns? Are some champions placed lower on the cards than others who held that same title at a different time? And if so, can we come up with a logical reason or reasons why this was the case? Those are the questions we're going to answer this month, at least for the Western States Sports Territory, in the first few years of the 1970s. Going into 1971, Western States Sports, sometimes referred to as the Amarillo Territory, as that's where it was headquartered, had two main singles titles, plus a tag team title and a couple of other titles that weren't always emphasized. The two main singles titles were the Western States Heavyweight Title and the Rocky Mountain Heavyweight Title. The tag team titles were billed as the Western States Tag Team Titles, and additionally, the territory had a Brass Knucks title, sometimes referred to as a trophy, as well as a very infrequently acknowledged television title. In looking at the cards for the first few years of the 1970s, the Western States Heavyweight title and the Rocky Mountain Heavyweight title seemed to be fairly equal in importance, with one main distinction. While the territory ran cards throughout West Texas, they also ran in parts of New Mexico and Colorado. The Rocky Mountain title was defended on the cards in New Mexico and Colorado far more often than it was defended in Texas. Conversely, the Western States title was defended on the cards in Texas far more often than it was in the other states. So we can think of this as two separate but equal titles, one for the New Mexico and Colorado part of the loop and the other for the Texas part of the loop. I calculated the average spot rating for all defenses of each title from 1971 through 1975 with the idea of seeing if these titles were indeed on equal footing. And as it turned out, defenses of the Rocky Mountain title have a higher spot rating than defenses of the Western States title. Rocky Mountain title defenses had a spot rating of 0.93, while Western States title defenses had a spot rating of 0.83. So right away, uh, if we understand the spot rating, we can see that while these titles were generally defended in the main events, that wasn't always the case. Remember, something that always happens in the main event would have a spot rating of a 1.00. So these titles with a spot rating of 0.93 and 0.83 means they're usually, but not always, in the main event of cards uh, that they're on. Now, there are a few reasons why this happens. Firstly, it's important to remember that in this territory, the World Heavyweight Champion was based here for part of the time period we're discussing. Dory Funk Jr. held the NWA World Heavyweight Championship from February 1969 to May of 1973. And while Dory Jr. was often on the road defending that title in other NWA territories, he's defending that title in his home base regularly. From January 1971 through May of 1973, Dory had at least 86 world title defenses in this territory. And of course, if there's a world title defense on the same card as a defense of either the Rocky Mountain or the Western States title, those regional titles would be lower on the cards. And some specialty matches like a big Texas death match as the blow off to a feud will often be given main event status above a regional title defense. 
Another important difference between these two singles titles in the territory, the Rocky Mountain title and the Western States title, is that the Rocky Mountain title was defended significantly less often than the Western States title. Remember, they're running cards four to five nights a week in West Texas, and typically the shows in Colorado and New Mexico took place on the weekends, with Sundays having cards in Albuquerque and Clovis, New Mexico, and Saturdays alternating between Colorado Springs, Pueblo, and some other spot towns. Between 1971 and 1975, the Western States title was defended on 201 house shows, in my records, whereas the Rocky Mountain title was defended on only 70 house shows in that same time period. So while the Rocky Mountain title did have a higher spot rating, it's also worth noting that it was not defended as often and was not acknowledged in some of the major cities on the loop regularly, such as Amarillo, Lubbock, Abilene, and Odessa. So if we're going to talk about A titles, B titles, that sort of thing, I would say in the first few years of the 1970s, the Western States title and the Rocky Mountain title were both considered the A title in the territory. Bob Backlund won one of those A titles, the Western States heavyweight title, in March 1974 by defeating Terry Funk in Bob's first week in the territory. He held it through late May, at which point he dropped it to Carl Von Steiger. He then regained the title in August and held it for about a month before losing it to killer Carl Cox and then leaving the territory shortly thereafter. Over the course of those two title runs, Backlund was advertised to defend the title on 27 occasions. The average spot rating for those 27 title matches was a .73. Keep in mind, that's pretty much lower than the .83 spot rating for all defenses of that title between 1971 and 1975. The next step in my research was to look at all the other wrestlers who held the Western States title in that same time period and calculate the spot ratings for each champion's title defenses. I wanted to see if Backman was an aberration or if there were other wrestlers whose spot rating was significantly lower or perhaps even higher than the .83 average for that title. There were 19 different wrestlers who held the title in the first half of the decade, but only six of those wrestlers had 12 or more title defenses, and the others all had five or less, which really isn't a big enough sample size. So looking at the six wrestlers with at least a dozen advertised title defenses, Backlund did indeed have the lowest spot rating for his title defenses. Next up was Lord Alfred Hayes, with a spot rating of .79, and just barely above him was Pac Song, who also had a .79, but when you take it to a third decimal place, his spot was a little bit higher than Hayes's. Third on the list was Terry Funk, with a .90, and in second place was Ciclo Negro, with a .91. Now looking at these five wrestlers, it sure looks like there's a pattern. Terry Funk and Ciclo Negro were two of the top stars in the territory during the first half of the 1970s, so it makes sense that their title defenses were often positioned higher on the cards than the other three wrestlers, who were typically slotted as upper mid-carders and not main eventers. But number one on the list was a bit of a surprise. Ricky Hunter wrestled here for a few months in early 1971, wearing a mask billed as the Spartan. He held the Western States title for about two months during his run here, and the average spot rating for his title defenses was a .92. For the most part, Ricky Hunter was probably on par with Lord Alfred Hayes, Pac Song, and Bob Backlund, much closer to being considered an upper mid-carder than a main eventer. 
So we now have a situation where of the six wrestlers with the most defenses of this title, two were clear and obvious main eventers, Terry Funk and Cyclone Negro, and four of them were more likely considered upper mid-carders, the Spartan, Lord Alfred Hayes, Pac Song, and Bob Backlund. And in three out of the five cases, the spot rating for their title defenses lines up with their overall position, with the one exception being the Spartan. Still wanting to dig deeper and seeing if I could figure out why this was, I decided to calculate the spot rating for all the titles in the territory from 1971 through 1975. And this is where I found something that would help explain why Backlund's spot rating for his title defenses was lower than the overall average for Western states' title defenses. Now, as I mentioned previously, Dory Funk Jr. held the world heavyweight title through May of 1973 when he lost it to Harley Race, and Harley then lost it to Jack Briscoe. By all accounts, Jack appears to have been very successful as a drawing card in the first several months of his reign, and he was said to be in high demand from all NWA promoters. The Western States Territory, seeing how the NWA was able to capitalize on Briscoe's popularity by getting a booking fee every time he was booked somewhere, decided to try and create a second touring championship. This was called the NWA International Heavyweight Title. Cyclone Negro was the first champion, with the promotion claiming he won a tournament in Osaka, Japan in January 1974. In addition to being defended regularly in West Texas, uh, as well as Colorado and New Mexico, title matches for the new NWA International Championship occurred in other territories in 1974 and 1975, including East Texas, Heart of America, also known as Central States, Leroy McGurk's territory in Oklahoma, Louisiana, and the surrounding areas, and Gulf Coast Championship Wrestling. It never really got much traction outside of those areas, and most promoters weren't willing to pay a premium for a title match that made their own local titles seem less important, particularly when they were already committed to bringing in the world champion regularly. So while it was a traveling title at times, it was defended in this territory more often than in others, which now means there's a third primary singles title in this territory in addition to the Western States and Rocky Mountain titles. If the Western States title and the Rocky Mountain title were both considered A titles from 1971 through 1973, in 1974 and 1975, the Western States title was definitely slotted as a B title, or or perhaps an A minus title, whereas the international title became an A title. As for the Rocky Mountain title, it had the same role in 1974 and 1975 as it had from 71 to 73. A singles title mostly defended in Colorado and New Mexico, defended far less often than the other main singles titles. I mentioned earlier that the Western States title defenses from 1971 through 1975 had an overall average spot rating of 0.83. But when we break down that five-year time period into two smaller time periods— we see something interesting. From 71 to 73, the average spot rating for Western states title defenses was a 0.85. And from 1974 to 1975, it was a 0.77. That's a significant decrease in the positioning of title defenses, and it's likely due to the introduction of the international title. Defenses of that title in 1974 and 1975 had an average spot rating of 0.93, so it was clearly positioned as being more important 
than the Western States title because title defenses of the international title were positioned higher on the cards than the Western States title defenses. The average spot rating for the Rocky Mountain title was unaffected as it had a spot rating of 0.93 from 71 through 73 and a spot rating of 0.94 in 74 and 75. Again, this is largely due to the title being defended on cards in Colorado and New Mexico and not in the main towns in West Texas as often. The de-emphasis on the Western State title in 1974 and 1975 does help explain why Backlund's spot rating as champion was lower than the other champions. He held the title at a time when it played second fiddle to the international title. But even aside from that, his title defenses were clearly placed lower on the cards than most other title holders during this five-year period. Holding the title was clearly a sign that Backlund was a pushed entity, but it's not the career-making move you may have thought it was initially. After leaving Amarillo, he wouldn't hold another title for about a year, when he and Jerry Briscoe won the Georgia Tag Team titles. And it wouldn't be until April of 1976 that he'd win another singles title, the Missouri Heavyweight title in St. Louis. A couple months after that, he teamed with Steve Kern to win the Florida Tag Team titles. And in December 1976, he had his first matches in the WWWF, working TV tapings in Philadelphia and Hamburg every few weeks, and making a handful of house show appearances before beginning full-time for Vince Sr. in late 1977. Just a few months later, on February 20th, 1978, he won the WWWF World Heavyweight title from superstar Billy Graham in Madison Square Garden. And of course, from that point on, his title defenses were always, or at the very least, almost always, in the main event, which wasn't the case four years earlier in West Texas. Thanks for listening to Stats 101. You can reach me on Twitter at AlGetsWrestling, that's A-L-G-E-T-Z, wrestling, with any questions you have about anything discussed on the podcast. Stats 101, part of the Charting the Territories podcast feed, can be found wherever you get your favorite podcasts and at chartingtheterritories.com.